When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the quick gay podcast, lazily blowjobbing very feminine exes. Okay. Okay. Yes, it's what you think. Great. Great. Did you verify that every letter is used? I yes, okay, I wrote good. it myself. <laughs> I don't know if that was clear based on the content, but I did it myself. Well, I'm Mike Johnson. Exes. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, today, have we talked about my first of all, back to that thing? <laughs> uh, you know how I love to be pedantic and, and bizarre. Sure. And so one of my like totally unnecessary pet peeves is people fucking up the the original of yeah, that. Yeah. It's the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. If you don't use jumps, you get no S. What do people do? Jumped oh you're right i think i do hear jumped yeah i i think i did all the letters i'm i mostly know my alphabet (laughs) um great today we're gonna talk about tattoos today we're gonna talk about tattoos uh not tattooing yeah i did not stop typing in the middle of the topic (laughs) just tattoos but first but first i feedback i have a yes um i think uh our last episode was about vacuums uh the discussion was started with i've been largely vindicated the number of people that have reached out privately and said like yeah i think that that's a stereotype has been pretty great yeah yeah yeah. and and like we went from like thinking you you thinking it was your own personal stereotype to like it's still you're still not in the majority yeah but it's like uh i i posted a poll on twitter yeah you did as of like (laughs) i just checked and a third of the people said yes it is a stereotype and then people start commenting like oh my ex you know, bought me a this thing and I liked him, but hated the, you know, that. Like, I don't know. Like, they just have like people like he was pretty great, but that vacuum thing sucked. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that we, I didn't want to get there again, but yes, I think you are. There is that exists somewhere in some people's minds, which, which uh, makes sense. A third. Yeah. Yeah. That's a decent size compared to like when you were just like, maybe I just made this up completely. So Yeah. But now is that is that the tail wagging the dog or whatever? Like, do people just agree because they listen to the show? I don't think people like us enough to do that. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we have that level of influence on people. I think they would love to tell us when we're wrong. Yeah, that's true. And people it, don't give me that kind of power. <laughs> uh, okay, time for the news. Yeah, great. Okay, here comes some news. Here comes some news. Here comes the news. <laughs> okay, there's 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 two bads and one good. What order okay. do you want them in? Give. Give me the bad. The bad? Yeah. Let's get those out of the way so I feel good going into tattoos. Okay, great. Well, so then... God. I just feel I feel so awful after like having this light, happy, airy, laughing moment that we oh. just had. And then now I've got to say this. Oh. Um, so it as of Monday, January the 25th, there are already three dead trans people that have been killed in the United States. Um, the latest of which is a trans person of color named Dominique Jackson, who was killed at gunpoint in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. She was, according to her social media profile, the mother of the House of Red and founder of the Lady Red Incorporated. Uh, she was reported missing by her family and then was found 
actually uh, still alive, but fighting for her life in a car crash. And she later died at the scene. Um, but yeah, yeah, she was shot at, at 9.30 p.m. on Rose Street in Detroit, Michigan. And crashed that caused her to crash her vehicle into a utility pole. Um, anyway, yeah, just we keep talking about it and doing what we can, which isn't much, but to raise awareness to the fact that that trans people, especially trans people of color, especially trans women of color, are murdered at just a ridiculously high unacceptable tragic rate in this country and yeah absolutely and there are so many factors that like all stem from us not recognizing validating accepting trans women uh trans people in general like not being able to get a job because your uh like birth certificate and id and stuff don't have the right gender and you know not being wanting to call the cops if you're experienced domestic abuse or like there's just a million different things that all lead to that that are just like society needs to i mean we we've talked about like gay people oh so many of our rights it's become like a little bit like people just say it all the time so it kind of like i don't know the the very first people who protest and fought for LGBT rights were trans people. Those were the very first protests that we had in the U.S. before Stonewall, yep. and they ran with it. And then we were like, "Cool, that was thank you, bye." And then did our own thing. So, yep, yep. Well, uh, the HRC keeps records on these kinds of things, and they by no means know everything. There are likely things that they have missed, but uh, apparently, according to their tally, twenty twenty. Saw 44 trans folks murdered, which is the most of any year since they started keeping those records. And this year is not starting out any better. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Black trans lives matter, everybody. Uh, Next. Are you ready for next? Yeah. Okay, great. This one's pretty awful. Also, here we go. Let's do it. Uh, So the uh, Indonesia, which is a muslim country and has sharia law but like actually not the kind that christians say we're going to have here if we don't get our shit together um and they in in the conservative aceh province a-c-e-h province on thursday uh two men were caned publicly 77 times each after neighbors reported them to the Islamic religious police for having sex with each other. Uh, Dozens of people witnessed the caning at Banda Ase's Tamansari City Park. And it's the third time that Ase, which is the only province in Indonesia to practice Sharia law, has caned people for homosexuality since the Islamic law was implemented in 2015 as a concession made by the government to end a long-running separatist rebellion. Uh, the men are aged 27 and 29. They were whipped across the back as a team of five enforcers wearing robes and hoods took turns. They relieved each other after every 40 strokes. Um, they were arrested in November after residents became suspicious and broke into their rented room where they were caught having sex. A Sharia court last month sentenced each man to 80 strokes, but they were caned 77 times for time spent in prison. That's, oh great the, <laughs> it's fucked up right yeah four other people received 17 strokes for air, extramarital relations and 40 strokes for drinking alcohol 
their code allows for up to 100 lashes for morality offenses, including gay sex. Uh, it's also the punishment for adultery, gambling, drinking, women wearing tight clothes, and men who skip Friday prayers. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. The uh, All of that is horrific. There was a line in there that like just hit me of something about the rights were included as part of a deal what 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 was that yeah i don't know all of the details but basically there was an insurrection in this province and in order to quell that insurrection and bring peace back to the province the larger indonesian government said okay you can go full on caning sharia mm-hmm. law there and that that's what what hit me what particularly like hit me and I, don't, I don't know why out of all those horrific things why that line but like the fact that we are being used as a bargaining chip for <laughs> like like uh, you know it's 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 you know a negotiation where instead of saying like you know instead of a business deal of I'll give you a million dollars for these products it's like well I'll give you caning gay people if you give us like it, yeah. that's just disgusting yep Yep, I absolutely agree. And I also, this isn't the point here. This is a little Amerocentric of me, and and I I feel bad about that. And here I go. (laughs) Um, There are all of those right-wing Christian conservative fuckface asshole dickbags who want to say that AOC and the liberal squad wants to bring Sharia law to the United States. No, we don't. You clearly don't understand what that is or what it means or the seriousness of the accusation that you're making. Yeah. And um, and if anyone's actions imply that they'd be cool with it, it's the Republicans who are <laughs> using religion to justify violence against groups of people who don't like share and or need to share the same beliefs. Like it's, you know, one of those weird. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um. Okay, great. Now let's do some fun okay, stuff. Okay, please, <laughs> please do a fun thing. Um, uh, who did the, uh, we found love in a hopeless place. Is that Rihanna? We found love in a hopeless, yep. Okay, that's getting added to the list now. So 2020 was pretty ridiculous and terrible. And, uh, but one little bright spot on the Ellen DeGeneres show on Thursday, Laverne Cox appeared and said that, she found love in 2020. In a hopeless, this is what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Orange is the New Black Star revealed that her new boyfriend has never dated a trans woman before, which is the case of two of her previous relationships. Uh, quote, he's a really great guy and I didn't expect it. I thought he was just going to be this hot dude I was going to be hanging out with. And then it just kind of happened. So she she revealed that she's happily in the throes of a new relationship. She did not share her new beau's identity but said that the they are taking things really slowly, enjoyed a close friendship before committing to one another around November or December of last year. Um, and I think it's just... In the name of trans visibility, I think it's awesome that Laverne Cox is out there and being trans and getting recognized and, and is, is such a star. And I think it's also important to normalize trans relationships. Yeah. Like it's not just their, like their right to exist and not be murdered, <laughs> but like actually to be happy and, yeah. and have successful uh, relationships. And seeing that model, I think is, is pretty, pretty fucking fantastic. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous of you, Laverne Cox. Fuck off. 
Yeah. I mean, good, good, I don't know. Good job or whatever. Get, I'm landing a hot boyfriend. I wonder how you write that to be like, I have a super hot boyfriend now. Like, yeah. that's, that, maybe that's just what I would do if I got a super hot boyfriend. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Watch this space, everybody. <laughs> super hot boyfriend materials. Uh, that's it, the news. Um, uh, thanks, Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, for some reason, felt like a newscaster and you were kicking over me. Thanks. And now here's Kyle yeah. with the weather. <laughs> thanks thanks for that, Mike. <laughs> um, well, this is fun for Patreon, and I'm kind of glad I did this now uh, to, to lift our spirits even more. Uh, instead of thanking several people that supported us, I got to this name and just decided uh, they deserve the only in full credit. So thank you to Hugh Jars. <laughs> Not Janus? Jars. Oh, okay. So... Right. I mean, I know the Janus family, but the, the, the Jars family is, is new to me. But. They're they're engaged, so they're, soon they're going to be the Jars Janus. <laughs> um, if you want to join in, uh, come up with a funny name that uh, we have to say, uh, or... you. Uh, or your real name and Kyle will fuck it up. <laughs> well, watch, wait, wait for the gay to coming soon. You're <laughs> near you. Um, uh, go to patreoncom slash gayish podcast. Also, one of the benefits for our top tier gap bridgers is that uh, they not only get to pick an episode once, they get to vote every month on the topic. Uh, you, me, and Dan all submit, uh, like post. You keep winning, ideas. and I'm upset about that. I know. I want to keep my streak going, <laughs> going, going for three, baby. Great. Um, <laughs> But the next one, a three peat, a three peat. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be a fun sex thing. Three peats, <laughs> Pete, Pete, and Pete. Yeah, it's not the same as the show when I was a kid. Um, wow, this got off track <laughs> Sorry. already. Uh, I did take my medication love, this morning. <laughs> love relationships, V Day. So for Val- next next week's episode is going to be Valentine's Day, and we none of us wanted to decide what it actually like what the actual topic was. So uh, vote. For y'all, y'all get to vote on the Valentine's Day episode. It's going to be, I don't know, something about hearts probably, but yeah, great. That's it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It sure is. Hey, Mike. Hey, Kyle. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Okay, we talked about this the last time we recorded an ad, and I said I thought I would do cooking. Uh Uh-huh. I actually did. I talked to my therapist, and she was like, what would you do for an extra hour? And I said I would cook. And so I did. This weekend on Saturday, I made recipe I'd never made before. It was French onion mac and cheese, and it was delicious. Well, if you want to improve your mental health, be a podcaster and record an ad about mental health. Yeah. (laughs) If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash gayish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash gayish. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash gayish. French onion mac and cheese, that's what makes me happy. Yum. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. Do you remember when prep came out and it was a game changer? Oh, my God. Biggest news. We were all excited to get our hands on it. Well, it's happening again. (laughs) It is. Imagine a world where STIs are no more. Doxypep is what we're talking about, everybody. You can get Doxypep from Shameless Care. And Doxypep has been proven to be up to 90% effective at stopping STIs like chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis. It's 
just like prep was for HIV, but now for all of those other things too. And where can you get this? You can get it from Shameless Care as a top telemedicine provider with board certified physicians across 50 states. They have a mission of making DoxyPep accessible and affordable. Answer some medical questions on the website and one of their physicians will prescribe DoxyPep to you. Viola is shipped straight to your door in discreet <laughs> packaging. And DoxyPep at Shameless Care is crazy affordable, just $109 a year. That covers the online evaluation, the medication, and the shipping. So if you're ready to rewrite your story and discover the joy of carefree intimacy, visit shamelesscare.com slash gayish to take control of your sexual health. That is shamelesscare.com slash gayish. Your liberation is waiting. Be sure to use lube. <laughs> you want to talk about tattoos? Yeah, I'm very excited to Are talk you? about tattoos. I mean, is that just because you're into them? Yeah, that's the exclusive, good enough reason, <laughs> namely reasons that I want to do this. <laughs> I, I mean, you suggested it, but like, I, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about tattoos then. Okay. Um, I'm going to start. Okay. All right. Okay. I, predictably, I'm going to talk about history. History of tattoos. Very good, Kyle. Uh, yeah. So if you had to guess just off the top of your head, how long do you think that human beings have been tattooing each other? Weren't like the Greeks doing it? Like, I think like forevers. The, I mean, the, the, the answer is forever. So <gasps> the, the oldest preserved tattoo is on Utsi, which is the name that they've given this cadaver, who they have carbon dated to 3250 BC. How is it preserved? And that sounds disgusting to me. I think they found Utsi in an ice bank shaft. Crap, crap. Ice bucket challenge I, gone yeah, wrong? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yep, yep. They haven't, they haven't, they haven't solved ALS in 6,000 years, <laughs> and, uh, despite trying. Yeah. Um, the only funds they could raise were like walrus teeth. So it didn't really go <laughs> very too far. much. Yeah, it didn't really help anyone. Uh, but yeah, Utsi uh, is is three thousand two hundred and fifty. Or sorry, thirty two fifty BC. So that is a yeah. you know a over five thousand year old tattoo. And um, what's really interesting too is U Utsi's tattoos seem to be medical in nature. Hmm. Uh, they had some pretty severe injuries and uh, joint issues, and the tattoos are like lines and symbols on or around the parts of their body that must have really hurt based on on the appearance of the skeleton of the uh, of, of, of the person huh yeah um so there's like a mystical kind of a component maybe to that right because there's this uh. this sort of inextric inextricable relationship historically between m medicine and trying to make people feel better and all of these like ritualistic practices yeah. to, to, to try to make some sort of impact on their life. So going, so yeah, we've been doing it for fucking ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the way that we have been doing tattoos prior to the invention of electricity and therefore electric tattoo guns is sticks, okay. sticks, sticks with pokey things on the end of the sticks hammering those into... i was gonna say hammer and then i was like no <laughs> hammering sticks hammering sticks into people uh, uh what was used for the ink it can't be just like blackberries um no uh the, the one thing that i saw uh you that comes up most often is soot like ash which is why a lot hmm. of 
Um, the word primitive is not okay to use, but I can't think of a better word right now. Um, older <laughs> tattoos uh, uh, tend to be just black or shades of gray. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that there, there, I mean, there have been lots of different ways to accomplish permanently scarring the body and, and inserting some sort of pigment under the skin uh, has been around a long ass time. But yeah, there's, there's a, uh, like sp- spread a little ash on that skin and then hammer it in there with a pokey stick. That's, oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty intense. In fact, the, the, the word tattoo uh, comes from Samoan and the word is tatau and that means to strike. Yeah. And it's also interesting that tattooing apparently does not have a single origin. Like uh, human civilizations have independently invented tattooing or mm. something like it over and over and over again in our history. We just have this sort of like human compulsion to do <laughs> shit to our bodies. And um, I, I think that's that's super interesting. It's okay. I don't know if this is what you were going to talk about. Okay. But it is now, I guess, because sure. I'm saying it. Yeah, great. Like, it, it's interesting that something that like what you're describing then is it's somehow human nature to do this because it keeps happening over and over and over again. And also something that is people look down on Mm. like just there, there are similarities to being gay there that like is very interesting. Yeah. This is an excellent segue. Actually. So like, um, as far as like, Tattoos are bad Mm -hmm. and evil and there's judgment that we place on it as a society Mm -hmm. in Western civilization that goes all the way back to Leviticus. So the Jews have Uh laws in Leviticus against tattooing. Um, So I only know that because that's a common like when people are like being gay is illegal or whatever. And then like replying with like you're the the bible says you're not supposed to get tattoos so like what now yeah it's the same shitty part of the bible that lets people <laughs> <laughs> fuck up that too right like, um but yeah Le- leviticus had had laws uh, forbidding jews from tattooing themselves marking their body in any sort of permanent way but but tattoos is specifically you know one of the things that's covered uh under that set of laws um which i never really considered like trying to pull like connections from things. It's really interesting then that with such a strict prohibition against tattooing in the Jewish tradition, that that was something that the Nazis did to Jewish people as part mm. of the Holocaust. Like yeah. they, they were, they were forced to get huh. tattoos and, and so were gay people. Yeah. So this idea of like tattooing Jewish people and gay people as, as part of Nazi Germany's efforts in the Holocaust, like there's some, super duper fucked up of constellation of things that sort of make sense together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, weird. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I mean the, the, the idea that, that, uh, tattoos equal bad vibes is a really, really old thing that runs pretty deep, mm. not in a hot way. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, also, then um, there's a colonialistic thing that we sort of have to talk about that there were, especially in the Pacific Islands, um, all of these really important cultural overtones to tattoos. They told a story. They were a rite of passage. They uh, represented these really important milestones for uh, those, those cultures. And then when when the West showed up, when Captain Cook showed up and, and started just fucking up everything to do with, with Pacific Island uh, culture, 
they brought with them a heavy demonization of the process uh, of the practice of tattoo hmm. and um, really made a huge, horrible impact on the use of tattoo in, in Pacific Island, Pacific Island um, cultures. Hmm. Yeah. So tattoo is an expression of culture. Tattoo is an expression of even spirituality and then white people ruining it. <laughs> 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 every history story kind of ends there right like what yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah um so then <laughs> moving forward here's another like i'm not quite sure how it connects but it it'll make sense and does in 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 a way the the modern sensibilities about tattoo that we have at least in the united states a lot of it comes from sailors and as we talked on our sailor episode this that's that's not not gay (laughs) (laughs) nope confirmed by data um but yeah just uh uh, sailors really uh and some of it was even depending on who you ask was inherited from like pirate culture but there were all of these uh tattoos that had important meaning to people who are employed in the ocean in 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 some fashion there's a a sparrow that a a sparrow tattoo meant that you had gone at least five thousand nautical miles sailors have a bunch of tattoos and that as they especially as they started coming back from the war that had an influence on tattoos and tattoo culture i think it's interesting that my grandfather my mom's dad has a big old tattoo that's one of the like iconic american style tattoos which is the heart with the banner mm. and a lot of them say mom yeah, his yeah. says patty which is also my grandmother's name oh. my mom is actually a patty jr <laughs> um and that's adorable yeah yeah so i've talked about already like like two of the three big design schools as far as tattoo is concerned which are, are these like <sighs> some of these are problematic names but like tribal or primitive uh, um design tattoos american style tattoos which i didn't realize was such specifically an american thing and then there's irazumi which is the traditional japanese tattoo which is another style they are beautiful it's like the entire back of a person from their neck down to their ass is these Mm. this massive like a japanese mythology woodblock print style uh colorful colorful tattoos they're really cool that sounds hot. Yeah. Well, okay. Um my neck, my back, my pussy and my crack. Um have I been going Don't tattoo your pussy. Time? Well, I don't know. Do what you want. I'm not sure. That seems like it would hurt, but Yeah. Just like tattooing your dick. Do you have to stay hard? This is not what I just Do you have okay. to stay hard when getting your dick tattooed? <laughs> when I went to Russia in the summer of 2018 and then I was in Berlin for Pride. Uh-huh. I at Berlin Pride saw a dude getting a dick tattoo, <gasps> and yes, he was fully erect while that was happening. And 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 did it? Did it? Did he have to like? Well, you wouldn't want to touch it and jerk <laughs> it off, well, because like, how you please stop already... stabbing ink into my dick so, so that I can... can maintain an erection? But like, I wonder if you just like enjoy it so much that it gives. Maybe it's the cause of the erection. Mm, I don't know. I'd imagine Viagra would help. Yeah, that's it. poor dan (laughs) i I, I once had the job of keeping someone erect while they were getting their dick tattooed but didn't that i mean playing with their nipples oh oh that would work okay i got i thought (laughs) okay that makes more sense than okay (laughs) um 
Okay, another another connection to bring in is the impact of prison culture on tattoos mm-hmm. and also the overtones that like gay shit happens in prison mm-hmm. and that it's all nefarious and evil and gross and weird mm. and like there are powerful messages there, I think also. Hmm. Do you have a reaction to all of that? Well, I'm just like a couple different times where like this seemingly unrelated confluence of things brought gay and tattoo together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nazi Germany, sailors prison uh, rape isn't gay so uh, but i get what you're talking about like yeah uh, yeah i don't know that's weird yep um, i'm gonna be it's... talking about the meaning of tattoos from all those spheres in the patreon segment so Ooh, that's pretty great prison gay and uh nazi and um prison uh, uh sailors yeah sorry An- answers coming soon answers coming soon <laughs> um Two big things in modern, three big things, sorry, three big things in modern, in the modern era are thought to have dramatically changed tattoos and the number of people who have them, especially in the United States. The first is the invention of the electric tattoo gun. Hmm. Suddenly getting banged by a stick was not the only way to accomplish getting a tattoo. And uh, that is getting banged by a, by a <laughs> stick is also sounds very gay. <laughs> But that that happened that happened as electricity came into uh, common use. The nineteenth century is really when electric electric tattoo guns uh, uh, took off, and um, it, there was this sort of counterculture thing to Victorian um, anti sex culture. That it, it just there, it's really interesting how all that's tied together. So the ease and l- l- slightly less pain of getting a tattoo really helped. The second uh, is MTV. So a, a lot of people in music videos in the 80s when MTV got started had tattoos. And it was really the the first time that we saw tattoos in mainstream pop culture in a positive light. And a lot of it was just hair and metal bands in the 80s and, huh. and the, the people in them having tattoos. This is all according to uh, a, a theory by some people in uh, there's a docu- docu-series called Explained on Netflix. And they did a whole episode about tattoos. And this is one of their theories about about the impact that it's had on on Western pop culture in, in the United States. Hmm. Uh, the, the, the third is social media. Mm. That there is, if you look at the percentage of people, which maybe you'll talk about Gata, I don't know. But if you look at the percentage of people that have a tattoo, there is an inflection point at about the time that Instagram and Facebook arrive (laughs) on the scene. And uh, that it it might have something to do with it or likely has something to do with it. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Gata now then? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. It's interesting how like, how important visibility coming out about something like showing people that tattoos are okay to make people realize like tattoos aren't scary and dangerous and they're not like, you know, I don't know. It's just like that. Maybe that's the common theme. Like people demonize this arbitrary thing that they decide they don't like or don't get. And Mm. then we have to show people it's okay by just doing it and putting it out there. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I'm going to talk about Gata, but it's, it's not about, how many people have it it's about how hot it is okay okay there's an objective hotness scale there's a hotness measure yeah and and the number of tattoos and placement of them there's like you can dial it in Uh, how hot they are uh or how much hotter they are wait are you asking or telling Uh, yeah i don't know 
I would I would love that because I would like everyone would be like 10. Oh, tattoo 10. Oh, okay. tattoo 10. Well, you can't 10 all of them because what if they put a backward hat on? Oh, yeah. You need how vertical can, there. How do I <laughs> like double 10? <laughs> I don't know. OK, um, before I talk about uh, the Gata, I thought this is a good opportunity to bring up the different types of attraction because we're going to <laughs> what? <laughs> What? One, one category of which is tattooed and the answer oh, is okay. yes the, yeah there's tattoo there's backwards hat there's bros flexing and end of end of list yeah. <laughs> there's people that treat me badly i don't know that yeah. there are no other types of attraction um no we I, I like i feel like a very recent thing that people are separating out is sexual attraction and romantic attraction and those are different things and and you can have you can be like gay for one and straight for the other or what what have you mm-hmm. But the truth is, okay. hey, Mike, are you gay for tattoos? I'm so gay for <laughs> tattoos. Oh, well, that's a, I mean, that's a, maybe a different thing I was going to talk about is like the, like the actual like attraction, uh, stigma, stigmata, stigmatophilia. Stigmatophilia. Yeah. Attraction to markings. Uh, yeah. Tattoo scarification and piercings. But the stigmata is the mark that was made in Jesus's hand. I can't, I can't fix that for you <laughs> i can't fix that word for you <laughs> i don't know what to tell you <laughs> i mean we should at least jesus was the original tattoo daddy maybe like and is that why i'm so into jesus <laughs> the original tattoo daddy i don't know. I just heard that <laughs> go ahead go <laughs> So, oh, add one to the list. It's Jesus. Backwards hats and Jesus. Okay. There are more than just sexual and romantic attraction. This is like senses where like you learn the, the basic senses and come to find out we actually have a million different senses mm-hmm. that we don't really talk about. Um, so other types of attraction are aesthetic. Uh, there is sensual. So being like wanting to hug or kiss someone like not. Oh, like, yeah. Give me some general, of that. Yeah, I figured. Um, <laughs> emotional and intellectual. Yeah, some of that too. I know. Why do you like the bad ones? And I like, <laughs> um, yeah. So there are a lot of different ways people can be attracted to people. I say that because, I mean, everyone listening probably would, would be, would get it and be down, but it's just, it's interesting when you have men, straight men rating other men mm. <laughs> in how they think their tattoo looks. And it, it's just, I don't know. I thought that was a good opportunity to bring in that, that, you can find something aesthetically pleasing without being physically like wanting to one to bang their stick with your hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and like porn would lead me to believe that people are saying nice dick, bro, all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's real or not, I, but like, <laughs> don't tell me otherwise. Um, okay. So the study that I am dancing around is the association between sexual orientations of individuals and perceptions of tattooed men. Oh, it was like when Ooh. I found this, I was like, oh, great. Thank you for the answers. <laughs> Thank you for the answer to my segment. Uh, this was published in the Psychology and Sexuality Journal in 2020. Great. This is new. This is fresh. That's, off that's the presses. fresh. Yep. Yep. Keep sunblock on it and maybe a little Vaseline so it doesn't dry out. I guess I, don't, I can't <laughs> give tips on any. I don't. I should. Uh, we didn't. Well, we'll talk about ourselves later. Um, This, un- unfortunately for me and for the people whose names I'm going to butcher, this is like a, a Polish study. So yeah. <sighs> I had a Polish kielbasa for dinner the other night. It was amazing. Yeah. But it was like two feet long and I my guts were ruined in like the wrong kind of way. <laughs> I mean, these names are two feet long too and my <laughs> mouth is about to be ruined. So I get it. Okay. 
study by Andrzej. <laughs> Fuck off to the races. Andrzej Galbark. <laughs> uh, Magdalena Mihas Ur- Ursula. Mark Ursula from the Little Mermaid. There's a Z in there. Like this is Polish. Oh. There's they threw a Z oh. in there. There's no. There's an S and a Z. Why? Because they hate me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Carolina Kaziara Anna Apananso Wiz and and Anna Zoimkowitz. I'm sorry, everyone that I just said. Um, but they uh, studied uh, four categories of people straight men and women and gay men and women. Okay. Um, and showed them uh, pictures, people with tattoos, people about uh, to figure out what, what people think is more attractive. So let's start with the heterosexuals. Okay. Cause they always have to be first tattoo. They, they found both heterosexual men and women found tattooed men to be more masculine, mm. dominant and <laughs> aggressive. Mm. Right. <laughs> this is very weird. Actually, that's like, not great for me, but I was mmming for you. Oh, I guess. Thank you. that was like a, a sympathetic mmm. What is it when you have like pregnancy pains in the same place? It's Oh, I'm going into labor now because you want to get pregnant no, by a tattooed guy. <laughs> Wait, no, we got further from the well, sympathy, sympathy pains. Yeah, so, yeah sure. you sympathy moaned. moaned. <laughs> um Okay, so so they think those two groups think they're more masculine dominant and aggressive. Only uh, between the two of them, though, only heterosexual men said they are more attractive. Oh, interesting. Right? So straight dudes were like, yeah, they're more masculine, dominant, aggressive, and I am going to rate that as attractive. Whereas straight women were like, yeah, they're more masculine, dominant, aggressive, and nope. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I. I guess dudes see other dudes as like having a tattoo and being like, yeah, that's what attractiveness means. Mm-hmm. I get it. I think I might be straight, Mike. Well, I'm more. I mean, if it's science now. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they looked at gay men. Uh, gay men found tattooed men to be more dominant and aggressive. Mm-hmm. The one missing from that that was for heterosexual is masculine. So mm-hmm. masculine didn't come. So it was dominant and aggressive. But they found tattooed men less attractive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is weird to me. I, I would have thought gay people would have been more uh, kind of accepting and into that. Uh, yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, what, what. Well, one thing I'm interested in too here is that like you're, it's being broken down by cohort, which I think is great. Yeah. And, and we can g- gain some some insights because of it. But also, I imagine that there are people for whom. A tattoo means more masculine, more dominant, more attractive, and others that think it's less so. And I wonder what the difference is between those cohorts, mm. right? Like, is there a baseline and then tattoos just drive some people fucking crazy in terms of hotness? Stigmatophilia. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're, the connection that they're making, which I think is interesting between like dominance, aggressiveness, masculinity. So um, the uh, in the summary, they said, quote, perceived aggression was related to lower perceived attractiveness among gay men, but higher perceived attractiveness among heterosexual women. So Ooh. it's interesting what they're, they're connecting kind of these dots and, and tattoos is seems like the means for which they were 
bringing up this conversation, but like the fact that perceived aggression split, you know, gay men and straight women is, is very interesting. Wait, straight, straight women are into that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Which I mean, you do want a bad boy. Yeah. Okay. Not you. I want a real naughty boy. (laughs) Oh God. Um, this is my favorite part of this entire thing. Lesbians. Mm Mm-hmm. No significant differences in perception were observed. <laughs> Lesbians didn't give a fuck. They were like, why are you showing me pictures of men? I don't get it. What's what's going on? <laughs> this is very boring to me. And I give no shits about this study. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> you know, I love that so much. <laughs> uh, that's your data. Great. Well, thank you, Kyle. You're welcome, Mike. Yeah. So uh, one other piece of data I wish that I'd written down because I sort of thought that it was going to be in your in your stuff okay we'll take some criticism and feedback right here and right now it's uh something like like as of 2015 i think they were saying uh nearly a quarter of americans have a tattoo Hmm. and that's way super up compared to you know historical numbers but that's also a ridiculously high number to me despite having a tattoo i was amazed (laughs) that it was that high yeah does that seem high to you? Does that I, seem about in the zone? I don't I, know. I have. I, it would have in the past, but I have seen things similar to that saying like, at some point, there more people will have tattoos than not have tattoos. And like, I, you know, the I, I when I think about my friends, like I, 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 I'd say more than a quarter of my friends have tattoos. So yeah, that uh, it, it would have been surprising, you know, four or five years ago. But now I'm, you know, yeah, makes sense to me. Interesting. Yeah. Well, um, so my next thing actually doesn't have to take that long, but is um, it's really interesting to me. I already cleared this one with Dan. <laughs> uh, is the phenomenon of HIV positive people tattooing themselves with the biohazard symbol? <gasps> I wrote down something about that and wanted to. Yeah, this is interesting. Yeah. So uh, apparently there is it, like it's enough of a phenomenon that it's generally recognized, at least in some communities, as being just a clear indicator that this person is pause. And that, I, and I like I am aware of that and have that thing. Like, do you did you B- before like yes. researching the episode? Yes. See, it was it was a new concept to me. So that's interesting. Can you can you say where you think that came from? Porn. Or- Porn. Yeah, that's right. Like a lot of my opinions on tattoos and gay men come from what I see in in porn. Um, and yeah, I've definitely seen guys with that um, in in porn. Wow, that's super interesting. Okay, yeah, right. I, that is very interesting to me. Um, and so there is this sort of very common phenomenon with tattoos of it being a deeply personal message. Yeah. Um, and a attempt to reframe or codify or uh uh change a person's relationship to themselves and their story and most of the interviews that i read of people who have the biohazard tattoo it was very much in that vein it was it was um an attempt to sort of help them come to grips with the fact that their status they had zero converted and they needed to change their relationship to themselves as a result of that change in status yeah. and this was a vehicle by which they were allowed to or, or could accomplish that yeah yeah um and i just i found that whole concept fascinating yeah but then there's this 
so there, there's that whole thing, and I, I think we can leave that at that. But there's also this, I think, very problematic aspect that comes up of bug chasing. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Wait, but back to sure. back to HIV. Well, I guess we're still on the topic, but are you going to talk about getting HIV from tattoos and the? No, I didn't plan oh, on that. Okay, well then I'll tell you. Yeah, there is like that's something I just when I hear I think about and I'm like, or, or I don't know, I, that feels like oh one of the the possible options, and it's it's something that like hypothetically it it could be the case because it includes needles and blood and yeah. like it's, but I mean tattoos as a vector for bloodborne illness is I think pretty well established. Yes, yeah. yes, but it's like. It, there are known, at least the CDC said they are no known cases where someone transmitted HIV through tattoo because there'd have to be a lot of very specific things that happened to like, like the amount of blood is minimal. The like, if they would have to not sterilize a needle, like there, you know, there's just several things that would have to happen in a row that just, it, it, it is so not impossible. It's, theoretically possible um but if not if it hasn't happened it's like such a low uh occurrence of yeah. that which i didn't know until yeah that's interesting yeah. And, and um so like I, I saw a lot of people like a lot of searches and articles like can hiv positive men get tattoos and, and hmm. yes i do know that like having a tattoo is uh at least it was impacted your eligibility for donating blood Huh. My understanding about that was that it was hepatitis related more than it was HIV, but there are other things. Yeah. It, like Hep C, I think like there are other th bigger risks from uh, sharing needles or, or yeah. tattoo, tattoo related risks. Like, yeah, but okay. You were that, uh, that's uh, my just side note, but yeah. But, so I, I, I know that we have to be careful in this space. I, I, I really want to be like, maybe that's what I was, why I was talking about that. Cause that, that, this is yeah. A, a very sensitive topic, but the concept of bug chasing yeah. is a thing. And that is where people specifically seek out sexual partners who have communicable STIs uh, and HIV is sort of the granddaddy of all of those. <laughs> And um, the, the, the role that this um, biohazard tattoo can play in that particular fetish. Yeah. Um, and I, it's really, it's so problematic. Like it, it's this collision again of a bunch of weird things that are connected that, that I, I, I'm trying to make sense of. But like you don't want to kink shame. A fetish is a fetish and, and, and people explore and express their sexuality in different ways the there's clearly a thrill seeking uh danger aspect to that kind of behavior that i'm sure makes it compelling in a sexual way for some people there's also though the that danger draws from the fear that hiv is deadly and is something that you should uh, shun or treat them like a leper or something. And, and um, we, thanks to Truvada and antiretroviral um, HIV treatment that has been developed, you know, a, a lot of HIV people are undetectable and undetectable means untransmissible. So like, it's not nearly the danger that it used to be, but you don't want to minimize that. Like, it's just, yeah. Holy crap. It's a lot. Yeah. The one thing uh, you didn't say that I, that I've heard that was the only thing I completely agree. Like I, 
don't know how to place this in my mind because it's just so like I, I can't picture it just I don't understand the the logic behind it. So it's so like outside of my realm of understanding. But I I read or maybe we talked about at some point like back when AIDS first started, the like people were like, I'm going to get this and I'm going to die no matter what. Yeah. So this is a way of putting themselves in control. Like it it was a reaction to what they were told. What was I mean not absolutely going to happen but like a, a you know a high likelihood what they saw around them so like that that was one thing that i was like i could see that being a reaction to like i don't want to just keep living in this question world yeah i'm going to take control of this the only way i can um but that doesn't so i mean i don't know i don't know that's the the only thing that that grounded it a little bit for me or yeah there's um there's an interesting corollary effect too of stories of people who were both positive and therefore safer for each other, identifying each other because they had this Hmm. biohazard tattoo Hmm. that without having to have a whole like discussion and tentative conversation, hoping that you build the trust to where you can sort of um, admit your zero status to each other. Like the the stigma has really dramatically improved, but like in the nineties, that was such a shortcut for the pause community mm. to be able to see this tattoo on each other and know that like, thank God we can just fast forward all that fucking shit. And like, <laughs> I, yeah, I can skip this conversation it, because you get it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's it's called that's uh, the- zero sorting is when you, when you specifically uh, seek sexual partners who have are either zero converted or not. So, uh, if you're, if you're sort of, if you use someone's HIV status as a, as a decision-making point on whether to have sex with them, it's called zero sorting. Sounds like a grinder feature. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. Since we're in, in this, uh, ballpark, I'll just throw one thing out there. Don't use the word clean. Yeah, don't. Um, I don't know if people still, I still see that every now and then. And it's, um, that's. For- for any STI, but especially HIV. Yeah, 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 yep. Okay, I'm gonna. What am I gonna tell you? No, no. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. How are we doing? Great. Okay. So good. I'm gonna get a tattoo of the transcript of this episode. Great. Um, I I'll I'll read you a couple things people have said that I just found on the internet, and I don't know like what this this is not i don't know what this, this is, is but is I'm this another gonna... segment of ask reddit ask kyle or kind of. whatever the fuck that was yeah kind of but not really i don't know um <laughs> okay, great so uh, when i found stigmatophilia like an article about that kind of fetish it's uh can be a fetish can be a kink um can be a paraphilia i don't i don't know there's a lot of some overlapped overlapping words but um uh, someone in in this article there was like a quote from a from a guy from yahoo answers uh who posted and and was like what's wrong with me what's going on so he said quote i am a normal guy and i have a normal sex life normal relationships etc no such thing no such thing no such thing no such thing go I'm ahead take that as it's a straight dude like <laughs> okay, that's that's what i'm gonna assume from from what that that guy said but when I masturbate, I usually don't need porn. I just picture my entire body being covered in tattoos. Sometimes I look at my own ink in the mirror, etc. The more I get, the happier I am. So oh. like most of his body has tattoos. Wow. Yeah. 
Also, if I'm going to be nitpicky about some grammar here, you can't use etc. after one. <laughs> like sometimes I look at my own ink in the mirror, etc. Like what else do you what else do you mean? Yeah. Like I just want to know what those other things are. You need yeah. two points to make a line, fella. Yeah. Like I don't. Yeah. yeah, but but yeah, that was really interesting to me. Yeah, because it's also like it seems that the implication in there somewhere is that it's not merely the aesthetic is arousing, but the process or what it represents or something like it's and like visualizing the the thing the act yeah yeah which that uh, that's why it can be like stigmatophilia like an actual attraction it has like tattoos specifically for example turn me on Mm -hmm. like it's not I find people with tattoos more attractive, but, but you know, whatever. It's like, I specifically like the tattoo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever gets you off, man. Go I for it. That might be me. Okay. Um, another. <laughs> Wait. What? Really? I don't. Maybe. Hmm. I'm not attracted to your ankle. Well, that's good. <laughs> okay it's not attracted to you oh fine well, now i feel now i want it to like me uh another thing someone said i i did find on reddit i was like looking through tattoo people posting about tattoo and someone uh posted the question is a tattoo like this on the right wrist considered gay and oh, then God. like yeah yeah and then i mean i looked at the tattoo and i was kind of like <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like, but it only in like the stereotypical like. I mean, is it like a is it a is it a twink gangbang tattoo? Like what? Is, what? <laughs> the it's like they wrap around your arm, like each one blowing the other one in a circle around your arm. Yeah. That's so cute. Um, someone said, and I can't tell me, or I can't tell if this is joking or not joking. This response, but I, I'm, I'm hoping it's sarcastic, and if so, I loved it. Yeah, that's the gay wrist. That's the wrist. That- <laughs> uh that's the gay wrist that's the wrist that jerks off the gay cocks that sort of tattoo is a symbol in the gay cold in the gay culture too it's not it's just like a tattoo i don't know it basically symbolizes i like to be barebacked good luck buddy (laughs) if that i think we just figured out your new tattoo (laughs) if that is sarcasm i love that that was posted by pm me your gay cock Thank you, user PM me or gay cock. Is that you? <laughs> I'll never tell. Uh, I, I, writing that down, like the username reminded me of all this like Wall Street bets stuff. And, yeah. like, and, and like on Reddit, so then Reddit, of course, is talking all about that and then showing like these articles that like this thing said Big Harry 69 Daddy or like whatever, <laughs> like a, a legitimate news article, like saying the username as if it's like real news. It's the craziest thing. It's really funny. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I, I want Lester Holt to say like dick me down 44 or something like that. I mean, <laughs> Oh my god, that should be the next thing all of Reddit gets together to like to find like the funniest, gayest name, <laughs> username, and make that person be the person's comment that explains it. The the, the news has to pull like DP dude for <laughs> for drugs for twenty four twenty or something like that. So great. Um yeah, I think that yeah, that's my segment on reading random things from the internet. Okay. Great. I guess that that was a don't ask Reddit, ask Kyle segment. Yeah. Well, we're going to workshop the name a little bit, I think. But 
<laughs> I don't know why. Um, so last age, uh, personal yeah. stories. Yeah. I have a tattoo. You do not, yeah. I believe. Is yeah. that accurate? That is accurate. Um, people are surprised by me not having a tattoo. Are they? Yeah. I'm not. Great. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but seriously, people have people said that to you or like, expressed to you, like you seem like a dude that would have one. Yeah. I wonder where that's coming from because maybe it's because I've known you so long. Like the, I, when I, when we met, you were like 23. Yeah. And you had this like squeaky clean <laughs> borderline Twinkie image. Oh, thank and, you. And like, it is totally incompatible with a tattoo in my schema of the universe. I, I also but, don't see myself as someone who would have a tattoo. So I, yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't I don't understand that for myself, but um does that mean you never want one? I don't think I have enough. You don't care about anything enough. <laughs> well, a little bit. Um uh I could get a tattoo I don't care or something. <laughs> I don't think I don't have enough faith that I'll like something for long enough that I will want a tattoo forever. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't have and I, I don't know if because that's just true or and my interests change a bunch or if I just am always like anxious about everything or if I don't know to have to have confidence that I'm going to like something for forever. Yeah. I mean, we didn't talk about tattoo removal, but that is a thing. It doesn't have to yeah. be forever. But it's like it's very expensive to get a tattoo. Pretty removed. Forever. It's, but it's pretty forever. Um, yeah. I, the, the only thing that I have wanted is um uh the like circles around your like upper forearm like okay like a thicker circle and then a smaller circle yeah oh no dan's laughing why is because it's a fisting tattoo we'll talk about the meaning of that to you tattoo in the gay community in my patreon segment but i don't think you're into the activity that that (laughs) tattoo means you're into I might have to become. We'll see. We'll see if I'm become into it. Um, I've also thought about something gay mm-hmm. or rainbowy, or uh, but nothing. Yeah, how about just a plain black square that says something gay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think I've landed on my uh, like what is my aesthetic for my person, and I think it includes being the type of person who does not have a tattoo, and I think. Um, I'm then I'm kind of excited. The more and more people that have tattoos, the rarer I become. So like, Mm. that'll be fun for me. Maybe someone will have like a, an anti stigmatophilia thing where they're like, I'm so into no tattoos. Mm -hmm. They want to hold you down and force you to get tattooed. Oh, maybe I would get a tattoo now. (laughs) Okay. So that's not super interesting because I don't have one. You do have one. I do have one. It's a fret too. Yeah. Um, I got it when I was 19. It is my fraternity letters and our badge so it's on my right ankle there is a uh a heart with a skull and bones inside of it because that's one of the symbols of my fraternity it has my pin number which is 135 pin um, number yeah i was not the, debit I, card I, my chapter was relatively new and um i was the 135th member of of my chapter at eastern washington university damn um yeah and uh uh, I don't know. One of the one of the things that tattoos does or has done historically is mark somebody as the member of a group. It is it is wrapped up in identity. So it was really interesting to me that like <laughs> like cows. Yeah. 
<laughs> you brand cows yeah. to like this is mine. <laughs> I own this one. <laughs> yeah. Um um and that's that's exactly why I did it. Like uh the the fraternity meant a lot to me. It clearly still does. I'm involved and in, and in, I do stuff um for for them. And uh just once I was in, I was like this is going to be a part of my life forever and um it's also interesting I think that it was it was the 90s and we were not in the same place as a society when it came to tattoos. It felt very subversive and sort of seedy that I was doing this thing to mm. my body. I hid it from my dad for a really long time. <laughs> I thought that he would freak the fuck out. And then he kind of did. Um, uh, Is he over it now? Yeah, oh. he's over it. Well, so something you were saying about like not wanting to do something that's forever to your body. There's also a very real, at least it was for me, real impact of forgetting it's there. <laughs> like like it is such a, after something is on you long enough then your brain learns to just ignore it yeah, or or yeah. you know for it the novelty wears off the it just it just is and then it's so much that you can forget about it yeah. like do you have a tattoo no do i oh yeah i do okay. yeah <laughs> right yeah. Um, uh are but, you glad you got it would you if you could go back would you get the same thing again yeah yeah i would i just it just clicked for me that like that's really cool that you're cared so much about something and knew you were going to, and then have still stayed with it. Like, I think mm -hmm. that's like really cool um, that, that it still is meaningful in a, you know, seems like it keeps evolving in its meaning. Cause you, as I don't know, but I went, when I get out of like groups or like graduate or whatever, I'm out skis. Like mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I ditch things so fast and like, don't look back and forget about them. Cause I, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, like we've talked about that like with high school like i was i wasn't out and i don't didn't want to like figure out how everyone had to feel about me being gay so i just wrote it off completely i'm i'm very good at writing com things off completely so that's i think i i would not have been that involved in a fraternity like yeah. you know yeah. on ongoingly it's interesting what do you think that's about i don't know something not good but um <laughs> <laughs> I also I wanted to add to that I've had this like it's going to sound like a joke and it largely is <laughs> but I'm also kind of not kidding I w have considered having I think on my thigh line 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 Alyssa Trevor blank with them crossed out <gasps> and uh, don't <laughs> tell me that's at all serious why what for no, I don't owe you, and you owe me the explanation. Why would that be any kind of good idea? Because those things happened, and they were important, and they shaped my story. And I, especially like after lots of therapy and processing and healing, value that. Um, and I don't know, like memorializing that somehow feels important well i've now decided that in two years i'm going to tattoo coronavirus and cross it off on my R leg so like yeah i did it yeah sure that's okay i mean i want to don't mike don't do this <laughs> i don't i i was about to say i like i want to i support you and but i don't think i support you okay. don't do that right. don't do that all right i mean i haven't yet so or make it more secretive, like you, like A and T, or so, like some way, some like symbol that is not. Don't, don't do this thing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, has uh, has your tattoo ever come up in any kind of like 
hookup or like people more interested, not interested, curious or anything or like dating or anything. Not that I have noticed. Like people have said things about it before. Like, hey, I like your tattoo or um, tell me what your tattoo is about. But I've never I don't remember anybody ever saying like it's hot or like I'm double into you now because you have it (laughs) or um, anything, anything like that. I also, I hate the sun. I don't go to the beach. Like I, I, I guess I wear shorts, but I usually wear pants like even in the summertime. And, um, so it really only kind of comes up in a sexual Mm. context. Um, but, uh, it's not on any of my dating profiles. Like uh, it's, I don't, I don't know. It maybe I would experience that more if it was out there more. Mm. But yeah. it's on my ankle and it's covered up most of the time and just kind of isn't a thing as far as my persona is concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like I think we t- was it last episode or the episode before or something where we talked about like there's some people where like like uh, tattoo is part of like they are part of that culture. It is a an important statement of who they are mm-hmm. and it's like so connected to their person and other people like this, like I, I happen to have one. I am not a tattooed person. Uh, like, you know, and I, I just think it, I'm learning now, like, you know, how people's level of interest or, or involvement in a culture is like up to their, like up to them. And, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and there are, there are for sure, like ink people. Yeah. 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 Like every square inch of their body, uh, you can even tattoo your eyes. The sclera of your eyes is something that you can tattoo, and just it, I like um, but, I. But yeah, go ahead. Oh, I just it just clicked where I started liking tattoos. Oh, um, it was the at Moana. <laughs> go ahead. Um, uh, at it was the um, the uh the like this straight dude who i had the biggest crush on it was like one of the people that, like was not attractive at first and then you get to know him and you're like very attractive he's like f- all, like sleeves full of tattoos and i was like that's what started it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i remember talking about him at the time god i was so obsessed i know you were you absolutely were <laughs> i miss him oh i miss us call me daddy um <laughs> Uh, did we do it? Yeah. I mean, we talked a lot about like actually the topic. (laughs) (laughs) We usually do. Not even a little bit true. Okay. Yeah. I think we got some good stuff in there. All right. Let's fire up the gun and take a break. Great. Let's take a break. (laughs) Let's take a break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. God. We're back. We're back. Um, I haven't got to sneak up on you like that. In a I while. know. I was, I, and I also feel like I might have a burp coming on. So, oh, okay. Having feelings about tattoos? I guess so. <laughs> I don't. Well, yeah, like sexy feelings. Um, we're gonna do our gayest and straightest. We're gonna do our gayest and straightest. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are at gayish podcast on all social media, including if you want to see Mike's tattoo, Dan's gonna post it uh, to Instagram. Uh, plus, y'all always post like a bunch of uh, images to reflect kind of all the shit we talk about. So follow us there. Yeah. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Nope. Drinking water didn't help. Um, I don't know. Um, our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. 
And our mailing address is Post Office Box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Really quick, I just want to ask everybody to please uh, rate, review, subscribe, and recommend both Gayish and also our new show, Have a Nice Gay, yeah. uh, which we've had our first week now, and it's been pretty great. Yeah. Um, but we're Have a Nice Gay Pod on all social media. Please follow and uh, have a nice gay.com. Yeah. Yeah. Are we ready for our gays and straightest? Yes. Uh, I can go first. Great. Uh, the gayest thing about my, uh, about me this week is uh, researching for this episode. I got lost in a full-on porn vortex. <laughs> uh, like, there, there's just... Tattoo-related? Tattoo-related. Yeah. And um, it's pretty easy to do. Yeah. Like, once you, get, once you get on the porn wagon, it's hard to get off until you get off. <laughs> and... Like that's anyway um and then the straightest thing about me this week is uh talking to our discord server for a rather long time about jeeps and like who drives what kind of jeep and what color it is and do you have a soft top or a hard top and what kind of engine is it and it just it was very it was very great i don't know if i could go like two minutes talking about jeeps so. yeah, you wouldn't last great <laughs> <sighs> um my straightest is uh seeing a video ad um and recognizing the celebrity as drew Brees. drew Brees. yeah that sounds like a made-up name who no no he's a real football player oh you are straight okay my gayest is yeah. realizing it was michael buble okay. <laughs> <laughs> great that's fantastic <laughs> Uh, well, a listener's gay straightest. This one comes from Jamie on Discord. Gayest, listening to vacuums, the our episode. last episode. Listen to, listening to vacuums while hoovering my bedroom. Oh, so British. Straightest, finding my hockey skates at the bottom of a pile of laundry and thinking about how much I miss seeing naked guys in the locker room. I mean, pinning a guy against the boards. Damn it. <laughs> the spirited gameplay. <laughs> I miss the spirited gameplay and nothing more. Uh, so that's it. A special thank you to Doug the Cub and Barry Cute on our Discord server who helped me a lot with the research for this episode. Oh, great. Oh, wow. You're enlisting. I didn't know we were getting research assistance off of Discord. Yeah. Also, apparently our Discord server is starting their own Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Like, I don't know. That's just wacky to me. Yeah. Um, you and I are starting in our own D&D group a, a new campaign, and I'm excited. Well, I guess I'll use my character as my gayest in the future anyway um yeah thanks to everyone who listens and like in the middle of this episode i was sitting there like we just talk like we sit down and talk about random shit and then like you all listen to that like that's <laughs> just very cool like the, I, thank you all for listening and being awesome and we appreciate you and thank you to super cat bridgers chris Cacciatore, and cian hazen jerome york and tipsy mcstumbles for the monetary money that you give to our money holes yes thank you so much for filling our coffers mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, that's it this has been gayish from the chris catchatorian studio i'm mike johnson i'm kyle getz until next week be butch be fabulous tattoo be you <laughs> see you next week bye did not know i was going to become the selena fan club president and i but i guess it's too late i think i've already it's not about what i want anymore yep